I drive zero RB in Dynasty. Pass up a young receiver? Nah, I couldn't be me. My fifth wide receiver and it's only round seven Not sure if I'm dead cause I think this is heaven Now forget what he said and listen to me What you really wanna do is stack those RBs You can be Linda, just let me be frank Those RBs on your roster is money in the bank One says it's awful, the other says it's great It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in episode 55 of the Dynasty Debates, the best kept secret in all of Dynasty Fantasy Football. I am your humble host, as always, Evan Brown. You can catch me on Twitter at FFEvanLution, the humblest host in the biz. Follow the show at Dynasty Debates, or you can drop me an email, DynastyDebates at gmail.com, if you have any questions or comments about the show. Alfredo Brown is here one last time to break down a couple more tight ends before he goes. The tight end whisperer himself. Make sure and give him a follow at Alfredo Brown GM on Twitter. Check out the Pretend GM podcast. It is an absolute treat. And if you have a spare 30 to 45 seconds in your life, Give me a give me a rating and a review. Just go on and do it. Go on to your favorite podcast listening platform. Drop a rating and review. It really helps the show. I really appreciate it. But look, I'll I'll not talk too much about it. You know, I know, we both know you're gonna do it. I trust you. Let's get on with the show. Something is wrong with you. I got a fever. Adam himself could not resist the temptation of rookie fever. Here we are back again, back one, take it to the limit one more time, as they say, as the Eagles would say, um, we've got Alfredo Brown at Alfredo Brown GM here one last time. Well, not one last time. He'll be back. He'll be back. I'm, I'm saving up. I'm starting a GoFundMe. We'll get him back again after the draft <laughs> some point. Um, he charges by the hour, but he is well worth the investment. Now that he works for football guys, the rate is going up and it's only going to continue to skyrocket once he's with ESPN or some other sort of high fluting website and he'll pretend like he doesn't know me but hey no look we're getting i'm getting in my feelings here i've I've never been known to be a faluter okay so don't worry about that well are you a chanticleer that's all i'm asking (laughs) so don't be a chanticleer that's all i'm saying (laughs) When when you're rich and famous don't be a chanticleer um so yeah here we go we have got two more guys again sorry for the crazy i'm just i'm all in my feels here it's the last two tight ends we've come to the end of the tight ends it's sad time we've covered wide receivers we've covered running backs we've now covered tight ends the draft is getting so close we've only got quarterbacks left to cover and then it is draft day i can't believe it's almost here we've got two more tight ends to cover and as always for the last time with tight ends, guests first, we are talking Cole Turner out of Nevada. He is a member of the Wolf Pack. Now, that is a name. That is a good name. He is a one-man Wolf Pack. He is a senior. I do not know his age. I could not find it. It is a state secret, apparently. My guess is he's somewhere around 21, 22. He was a three-star recruit coming out of high school. Now he's a little bit taller, six foot six, but it's about the same 246 pounds. I feel like that shows up on film. He looks a bit lean. He looks quite thin. Um, He played football and basketball in high school. So he was a multi-sport athlete. He had a 20.5 breakout age, which is 69th percentile noise. He contributed all four years. He did sort of get better every year statistically in his career with Nevada. He was all Mountain West first team in 2020, but then second team in 2021. So sadly, he didn't sort of take that next step that we wanted to see in 2021. Um, he kind of peaked in 2020 and then just had an okay year. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't the next step that we were hoping for uh, in four years 
years, 45 games. He had 117 receptions for 1,370 yards, 11.7 yards per reception and 20 touchdowns. So fairly Fairly good, fairly, fairly interesting profile. And I know that Alfredo is going to have a comp for him, but I just want to throw this out there. I'm going to say it first. I He's like a poor man's Mike Kosicki. Wow. Wow. Throw that out there. You stole it. You stole it from me. That, is that what that you were going to say? Yes. Yes. That yes. is that is who I yes. see him as. A poor ah, I win. Why'd you do sorry. that, man? Sorry, sorry. You, you stole sorry. it I from just, me. I wanted to say something smart before you want for once. Okay. Is that too much to ask? Like, I was supposed to come on here, be the smart guy. You're just the consistent. And you, you took that from me. It hurts just a little bit. But yeah, I'm you're I mean, being a Chanticleer. Okay, go ahead. Your <laughs> you're turn. Yeah, you're absolutely being a, a Chanticleer. Uh, so with Mike Gusecki, that comp, I do actually really like that. And I think that was kind of, it's almost like the go-to, right? When you come across these guys who are uh, kind of taller, thinner, uh, but the thing is, he's not nearly the athlete Mike Gesicki was. You know, Mike Gesicki, Mike Gesicki came into the NFL Combine, and he's out there running an incredible 40 time, having an incredible vertical jump. But just like him, basketball player, uh, Mike Gesicki was on top of that, even a volleyball player. So it was a little bit different. Cole Turner doesn't quite show that same athleticism on film. Uh, but, you know, my favorite trait for him is his ability to separate on his routes. So despite, you know, maybe not being the best athlete, he's actually pretty good when it comes to separating on his routes. And um, he's one of those guys that, he really gives off that vibe. Like he is the big slot receiver, which is the same thing that everyone calls Mike Gesicki. And that's what he looks like. You know, he's kind of tall, kind of lanky. And this worked. This worked for Nevada's air raid offense. This is where I first kind of you know saw Cole Turner. And I was watching Carson Strong, a guy who I like very much and has a lot of questions about his health. But, you know, Cole Turner was, uh, is Cole Turner and Romeo Dubs, excuse me, Romeo Dubs. And those were the main guys for Carson Strong. And, and he just felt more comfortable with them. And you could even see it when they went to the senior bowl together, man, he was just perfectly on time with him. And so you know, Cole Turner is going to be a guy that he's going to have to be able to run these timing routes. He's, he's well-versed in running various type of routes being in that air raid system, but he was never asked to do anything more than that. So he is going into the NFL strictly as a big slot wide receiver, a guy that, you know, he's he's going to be asked to do a lot of things that might put him out of his comfort zone. I think because of that, he's going to be a later round NFL draft pick. Uh, I mean, he ran the four, seven, six. He kind of had a poor vertical. So you're talking about a guy who, OK, he doesn't block. He he's not well versed at, you know, playing in line. And, you know, his, his athletic score that he has here isn't quite what you want out of a guy that has to make a living as a big slot receiver. So I think that there's just, there's going to have to be a lot of ifs that kind of come together for Cole Turner to work in the NFL. I don't think it's impossible, but it's going to be a lot of, you know, the scheme fit, what he's asked to do. And does he take, you know, his, his physical regiment seriously, because he's going to have to be another guy that gains weight, gets better at blocking. And, you know, it, it's, Man, it almost sounds like a broken record here, right? But you know, the recipe has to go into the hands of a proper chef so that they can make the entree. You know, he's got some some pretty good ingredients, being six foot six and having the route separation ability. And he actually is a very good route runner. So it all depends on what you want to do with him. He's not quite at that Kyle Pitts, Mike Gasicki, you know, crazy athlete level. But I, I think I do think that with a good coach and in the right system, he can probably be productive in the NFL at some point. Yeah, I, I love it, man. I love everything you said there. I think, you know, I, I wrote down very good in the red zone and then I put like an exclamation mark, you know, <laughs> like it was like, he is, he's really good. Like, and he actually was a wide receiver that converted to tight end. So again, another one of those dudes that we love to see. Um, and you can see that because there was times where Carson Strong would just sort of chuck it up almost, you know, and he would have to kind of 
you know, move and contort his body and track the ball. I, w- I actually wrote down uh, one of the notes was like he he tracks the ball like a wide receiver more than the, more than a tight end. You know what I mean? And you can see that in his game. So my hope, like Isaiah Likely, is that somebody who drafts him is looking for that. You know, they're looking for a guy who can be used as a Mike Kosicki type player. Yes, they're still going to want him to probably put on some weight, get more physical um, to be able to hang in the NFL. But they're probably not, you know, drafting him being like, we need a great blocker. <laughs> you know, like, that's, right, right. hopefully, because if they are, then they need help in that coaching staff. I'm available. Give me a call. Um, I, uh, I, I like him though, man. I really do. Like I genuinely, I was super happy that you mentioned him because he was one of the guys on my list. That I hadn't got around to watching it. And so when you said, well, let's talk about Cole Turner, I was forced to go and look into it. And I really enjoyed what I saw again. Like you said, somebody that's probably a little bit of a project, but certainly has the tools to work with, uh, especially when we're looking at fantasy football. So he's for me, somebody that if he gets draft capital and if he gets halfway decent draft capital, so he's obviously when we say halfway decent, we're talking about Cole Turner. I'm talking like, you know, if he's a fifth round draft pick, that's good draft draft capital for him. Um, If he gets fifth round draft capital, again, somewhere where they need tight end help or they're looking for offensive production, things like that. I'm going to be interested. I mean, certainly not somebody who I'm, I'm taking high, but if he gets that halfway decent draft capital, I'll throw a fourth round dart throw at him because I like the tools and I like um, what he could become. I, I, you know, more so than some of these other guys who are more polished now, but their specialty is in blocking or their specialty is, you know, until we get that points per blocking league started, which, you know, then there'll be second round picks until that happens. You know, I could see him being a fourth round flyer for me. If he gets that draft capital, if he's a UDFA or something like that, I'll just keep my eye on him and um, I'll swoop him off the waiver wires and throw him on my taxi squad. But where are you at with him as far as your rookie draft grade for, um, for the rookie drafts? So yeah, overall, I've got him as my tight end nine. Um, and so much of that just comes from his athletic ability that he did show, not that he's an elite athlete. Um, but you know, if for him, for me, for dynasty purposes, I'm going to keep him as a late, late last round pick or most likely undrafted. I think that he's, he's more likely that last round pick in a tight end premium where you need to go out and get guys that, like you mentioned, he's a red zone threat guys that can do that. And I think that might end up being his calling card in the NFL. Um, but Man, I just I can't see myself using one of if I only have my four picks, one in each round for my dynasty rookie draft. I don't know that I see myself using one on Cole Turner. Yeah, no, that that is fair. That makes sense. I guess I'm more thinking of like if you've got a couple, I get two or three fourths and you're like, you know, in a 12 team league. Halfway through the fourth round, you're like, eh, you know, I need, I need some tight end help here. Maybe again, again, that's if he gets drafted and if he's in a halfway decent spot. Is a UDFA, then you won't probably need to draft him unless you're just in a league with a bunch of guys who went to Nevada and they've got a real soft spot. They're like, they are the wolf pack and they're looking <laughs> to add bre- fellow wolves um, into their, into their dynasty squads. So no, it's definitely a sleeper, somebody to keep an eye on. And it'll be interesting to see what he does become in the NFL. Uh, we're moving on here then. So this is the last prospect that we're going to be talking about for all intents and purposes for tight ends in this building, the big ba- building, the big board um, series. So that is a sad time. And we're going to, f- we're going to close it off with one interesting name, Kate Otten, but he is a, for those of you who don't know, he's a Washington Husky red shirt, senior 22 years old. He was a three-star recruit coming out of high school, comes in at six foot five, 247 pounds. 
Now, unfortunately, he did not participate in any combine drills due to he is still rehabbing an ankle injury that he picked up in 2021 that caused him to miss a couple of games. He was a two-way player in high school, so as well as playing basketball. So he played offense and defense when he played football in high school, and he played basketball. Um, He had a 21.4 breakout age, 42nd percentile. He was a red shirt freshman in 2017, but from 2018 onwards, he was a four-year starter for Washington, who they do have a pretty good pedigree there of turning out pretty solid tight ends. So that's something to keep an eye out for. Uh, His best season was in 2020. He was first team Pac-12. He was John Mackey Award semifinalist. Uh, So 2021 was a little bit disappointing for him by his own standards. He missed four games in 21 through two through COVID protocol, two through injury. Um, In four years, 39 games, he had 91 receptions for 1,026 yards, 11.3 yards per reception and nine touchdowns. So Kate Otten is one of those guys that for me, I really like him as a tight end. He's probably uh, my assumption is that he's going to be one of those more, more useful, more successful NFL tight ends than fantasy tight ends. Um, Basically he's very good at blocking. He's sort of your more traditional tight end, really good at blocking, physical. Um, you know, he's good at moving blocks to the second level, even. So he'll set his initial block, he'll move it on to the second level, really helping and establishing that run game. Yes, he, he does have solid hands as a catcher. So, one thing I would say about Kate Otten is that I do wonder if he has more potential than, than was actually given the opportunity for, because you see little flashes, little glimpses of him where he'll run these really deep routes down the seam and he has really beautiful soft hands just catching it in stride and you're sort of like wow that's really cool but the problem was he just wasn't really doing that very often he wasn't getting the chance and that could just be the offense that was being run at Washington what he was being asked to do he did split out in the slot regularly Um, again he was good at tracking the ball catching it in stride he wasn't like he didn't have particularly sharp routes or elusive as a route runner but he just was kind of smart and savvy with his routes he kind of knew where to drift into space uh, especially against zone and things like that um uh, he's proficient in his run blocking as well as his pass protection he doesn't create much for yards after the catch so again that's a little bit of a knock on him from a fantasy perspective but i think he's one of those guys that i i, I really think he'll probably be one of the higher drafted titans in the nfl draft just because of his size his athletic profile is and what he does well he's a big solid dude blocks really well so he's kind of like your stereotypical what you're looking for as a tight end in the NFL. Again, for fantasy, I'm not as excited. I'm not as high on him as some of the others because of the fact that a lot of what he does really well is blocking. A lot of what he did really well is blocking. And a lot of what I'm expecting him to probably be asked to do, at least initially in the NFL, will probably be blocking. And I still haven't started that points for blocking league. But... I do think he has potential. I like I said, I do see do see sometimes where he's running these routes and he's going deep and he's tracking the ball, he's catching it in stride and it looks really nice. So I think there's potential there, but it's not somebody that I think you well, first of all, I don't think you will need to reach for him because even if he gets drafted in like the second round, there's been absolutely no buzz on him from a fantasy perspective in the pre-draft process. So I would be very amazed, very shocked if you're gonna have to reach for him in any way, shape, or form ahead of the third or fourth rounds to get him on your team um but i certainly wouldn't be suggesting that anyways he's somebody that i'm intrigued by and again depending on where he lands if he lands somewhere where they have a history of utilizing the tight end in a pass catching role i'll be even more intrigued um because i do think that he has the chops there but they just haven't been utilized yet uh but 
it's just somebody you're going to have to wait and see, but certainly a name to be aware of and somebody that you should be kind of like thinking about where do they land, what kind of draft capital, and what does the situation seem to be like? And especially somebody, if you're able to get him, you know, off the waivers, just to stash him and see what happens because he's comes from a solid football family, because he was comes from a good solid program because he does a lot of things really well. I do think he will have a role in the NFL and therefore we just have to wait and see what happens from that. But again, we can't, we can't leave without hearing the tight end whisperer. What is his take on Cade Otten? What do you think of this dude? Evan, I mean, you, you nailed it talking about Cade Otten. It's just kind of steal a basketball term here. He's a banger. Like he is one of those guys that he does the dirty work. And so, uh, sorry, I know banger means something else over there, but for, for basketball here, it, sausage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but over here, you know, for basketball, at least that slang term, it, that's the guy that's, you know, doing all the dirty work, getting you the rebounds. Like he's the one that's coming in, getting the fouls for you. And that's essentially what he is as the tight end. You know, he's, he's going out there and he's doing all the dirty blocks that he needs to do. He's catching the passes over the middle, taking the massive hits. Um, you know, he's going to be getting those little short, quick passes and then getting stuck by a linebacker. Uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of his, his hits that he does take though, I believe do come from him. And I think he needs to get a little bit more refined as a route runner. Uh, I think that, you know, he does what I don't like to see from tight ends, which is, you know, you run towards your defender and you actually run at them. And I think he does that because he wants to use his physicality. He wants to use the strength that he has. And he, it's almost, it's almost like he doesn't get out of that blocking state of mind when he's running his route that he wants to run up that linebacker and be able to shove off of them. And so he's actually not bad at creating separation and he is relatively savvy, but there's a few things when it comes to the route running that I would like to see him clean up. He's got some solid hands. I think that so much of what you said, Evan, and not to repeat it is just that it was the way he was used at Washington. He was used so often as this inline blocker and he wasn't typically asked to do a whole lot as a receiver, but I mean, I really liked him last year in 2020 I just don't think that he did anything to help his stock here in 2021. And he kind of ends up being around the same for me. He's tight end four in the class. I, I think that, you know, he'll probably be one of those guys that, you know, it's probably a day two pick third round, maybe fourth round in the NFL draft. Probably it's going to depend. It's kind of opposite ends of the spectrum between Kate Otten and Isaiah likely, you know, what an NFL GM wants to get out of their tight end. I think he's got a lot of that old school tight end mentality. Uh, I could see him becoming an actually a good red zone target because of that physicality that he uses and the way he can he can block out and box out people. Excuse me, uh, but you know, for me, the player comp that I put and this is the only guy that I did this for is I give him a player comp, but then I actually give him a ceiling because I do like what he does and I do think that he does have a much higher ceiling than what is uh, implied right now. So right now he kind of reminds me of CJ Uzama, a guy that could be very touchdown dependent, a guy that could be doing a lot of blocking, and if he's given a good you know chance in the NFL. He's going to give you just kind of a low floor, low ceiling role. But I think that, you know, these blocking tight ends, they get the opportunity to be on the field more often. Coaches love that. And I understand it's a very old school way of thinking, right? Fantasy doesn't think like that. There is no points per blocking league, but you think about who's managing yet. these talents yet. Yes, exactly. But you think about who's managing these talents. It's NFL coaches that also have old school set, you know, mindsets and they want to get the blockers out there. I mean, that was the big rift between Brian Flores and Mike Kosicki last year. You know, I'm a Dolphins fan, and that was one of the things. Is like Mike Kosicki would get taken off the field so often because he couldn't block, and then we're you know we're stuck with Durham Smythe being in the game, and, it, and you know it, it can stifle your offense. So a guy like Kate Otten is going to stay in the game a lot, and I think that if that happens, if he can develop his route running a little bit more, he does have that ceiling of being kind of like a Hunter Henry, Austin Hooper type of player uh, that can you know actually be pretty relevant for fantasy and give some good NFL value. But I think there's another one of those guys that probably has better NFL value than he does fantasy. 
Love it. Love it. Yeah. I mean, and, and again, for me, it's one of those ones where if you're just in a one QB sort of like uh non tight end premium league, if he's getting that second, third round capital and it isn't a fairly fantasy relevant spot, like maybe there's not a lot of tight ends in the room or maybe they do sort of have a history. I certainly don't hate the idea of throwing a, a late third, early fourth round pick on him because I think he has that pedigree. He's got the the you know size. He's got a lot of things going for him, but I don't feel like you need to reach higher than that. And I don't think you should be reaching higher than that personally, um, especially because like you said, could very well end up being a situation of, better real life NFL tight end than fantasy tight end. Um, but yeah, where are you at? Obviously where, where's your rookie draft grade? Would you be drafting him? And if so, where? So let me put it this way. I think that in your rookie drafts, depending on the style of scoring, you'll probably see three to five tight ends get drafted in your rookie draft. If it's a tight end premium, that number probably goes up closer to like six or seven. Uh, so I don't think there's going to be a lot of guys drafted, but K Dotton is one of those guys that I would use a pick on if he's available. I think that for me, he's like an early to mid round fourth or fourth round pick a uh, guy that, you know, you could take that shot on because I just what do you, at that point, what do you lose? You want to take those guys to the high upside. And for me, this is one of the players that I do see the upside, maybe not necessarily from the athletic standpoint, but from being so man, just being able to, to, to utilize what he has technically and, you know, seeing kind of the ground level of work that's there. If he goes to a good situation, a, a team that typically breeds good tight ends, Man, I'd love to see it. You end you you put him on the Los Angeles Chargers working with Justin Herbert in a couple of years. I'd I'd love to see what he could do. Um, you're absolutely right. And I think I get a little bit skewed because like I think almost every league I play in is tight end premium. So it's like <laughs> hard to remember what a non-tight end premium league, what you how you value the tight end and stuff. But yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you. And thank you once again to Alfredo. You in the words of the great Dan Hansis, you've said it all. You've done it all. You're a peach of a guest. Um, absolutely love having you on guys. If you don't already make sure follow at Alfredo Brown, GM, check out pretend GM podcast, check out his work over at football guys, watch him as he takes off to the moon and it'll be a good time. Alfredo, thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to plug or shout out here before we go? Uh, yeah, we just finished our uh, wide receiver rookie rankings. We did tier number one, and uh, you know it's really important for us to kind of break down those tiers. And so Vig and I kind of broke that down. It was actually our biggest supersized episode ever. Normally, we only do like 20, 25 minutes. This one was a 45-minute episode. We realized it halfway through the show, and we're like, all right, let's just lean into this, man. Let's keep going. Uh, so yes. that's 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 a cool episode to go check out. And you know we'll be dropping tier two pretty soon and you know continue on with our rookies before the NFL draft. Love it. Love it. Guys, hopefully you've enjoyed this. I know I sure have. And make sure and stick with us. We will be covering off quarterbacks as well as we get ready for the draft. We've got a mock draft coming up. It's all all go on the way to the draft. And make sure don't be a Chanticleer. Well, there you have it, folks. That is the tight end group wrapped up and we've covered off running backs we've covered off wide receivers and now we've covered off tight ends we've got a little treat here over the next few days we are going to be covering a three round rookie mock draft so putting some of us into practice so stick with us for that and then next week we are covering off the drum roll please quarterbacks you guessed it we can't do a building the big board process without talking quarterbacks and we will 
And then it'll be draft week. And we got a big surprise special guest for draft week. I am not telling you yet, but it's going to be pretty, pretty good. Um, guys, if you want to get your eyes on these prospects yourself, don't forget, you can go over to the Dynasty Nerds film room. You can sign up and be a Nerd Herd member, get rankings, get film room, get rookie scores, all the good stuff. And if you use code FFEvolution, you will get 15% off your signing up fee. So who doesn't love to save money? Right. Speak soon. Be good. Keep building those big boards. I draft zero RB in Dynasty. Pass up a young receiver. Nah, I couldn't be me. My fifth wide receiver, and it's only round seven. Not sure if I'm dead, cause I think this is heaven. Now forget what he said and listen to me. What you really wanna do is stack those RBs. You can be Linda, just let me be frank. Those RBs on your roster is money in the bank. One says it's awful, the other says it's great. It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate.